I'm Tanner Johnson. And I'm Jack Dodgen. We're from the Eastside Church of Christ. Teen life can be difficult to navigate. New emotions, experiences, pressures, and challenges shape what we understand about our identity. It's almost like navigating a maze. Twists, turns, dead ends. Uh, The race can be both exhilarating and terrifying. At Through the Maze Podcast, we believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. When we put our trust in him, we can navigate the maze and build our identity based on who he says we are. And in the end, find life and life to the fullest. Thank you for walking alongside us today. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, We are starting up episode, or the second part of our bullying series. Last week we started talking about um, what if I'm being bullied and um, what you should do if you find yourself in a situation in which you are being bullied. This week we want to focus more on... How to be a bully. Right, how to be a bully and do it well (laughs) and not get caught. Uh, No, but we do want to talk about what if I'm I'm being the bully. I got Jack here today. Hello. I've been talking about, how you doing man? I'm doing all right. Feeling good. Good. Feeling good. Looking forward to learn how to be a better bully to you and uh, Tracy. That's, <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, you're doing pretty good already. No. Like, I know we were joking about it at basketball, about being bullies and stuff. And it, but yeah, that's right. That's right. But honestly, it's okay out there because there's nothing more serious than church basketball. Exactly. And you, you need to take that 100% yeah. seriously. So. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as, we, as we get into this, uh, I guess one thing to remember that we talked about last week is uh, we want to make sure we, we talk about people the correct way and that we remember everyone's value as being made in the image of God because that's, that's important when we're talking about. Uh, people that are being bullied, people that can do the bullying, yeah. and yeah. even people that are witnessing that feel like they're powerless to help sometimes. Uh, but I want to start off with a few stories uh, that I had had seen, a couple stories from people that used to be bullies, and they're kind of going back reflecting on what were the reasons that they did so. And this, this will show up some whenever we get into the stats as well, uh, when we're talking about why people have decided to, to bully uh, for this first story, it says, uh, for me, it was misreading other people's intentions. My family life wasn't great, and I tended to assume people were being hostile uh, because hostility was what I knew at home. Uh, looking back, a lot of times I thought people were making fun of me and lashed out at them. There were actually times when I lashed out at people for no reason uh, because they weren't making fun of me at all. I'd definitely do it differently uh, coming back. So, hmm. so there's that first one, just hostile family life, kind of bringing it to the front. Uh, the, the second one says... Uh, it was to fill a hole. It was to feel superior when I felt inferior. Why did I stop? Because I knew that nothing I did would take the pain away. I was the problem, not everyone else. So that's that's some pretty good self-reflection there. Uh, this next story, it's a little bit longer, but it I think it fits really well with what we talked about last week as far as when you are being bullied to turn the other cheek and respond with overwhelming love. I, I really like this story. It's a good one. Um, it starts off. In kindergarten, in year one and two at school, I was severely bullied, not only by students, but teachers. Uh, The students just thought I was weird, I guess. So in grade three, I decided to change things. If someone bothered me, I'd hit them. I realized that when I was mean to people, that uh, they would either try to get on my good side or avoid me. It was perfect. Uh, I would have stayed like that forever, but one girl at school I kept harassing simply because her presence annoyed me got her mother involved. Uh, they could have reported me to the principal or called my mom and uh, gotten me in trouble, but instead they approached me after school and invited me to dinner. I was shocked, so I said I'd have to ask my mom. Uh, so the girl's mom called her for me. Uh, my mom made me learn her phone number by heart, and uh, my mother agreed to pick me up from their house. 
I regretted agreeing to meet with them the whole way to their house. I beat this girl. I taunted her 24-7. She'd probably kill me. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. Instead, her mom played a board game with us and helped us with our homework. Um, I was awful at homework, but she patiently explained everything. Uh, the girl never judged me for my lack of knowledge. Surprisingly, I was happy that afternoon, and I was sad to go. Uh, the next day at school, I didn't interact with the girl at all. Uh, how could I be? How could I be mean to someone who had just been so nice to me? Uh, she asked me over again, uh, and soon I spent every afternoon at her house. We also started hanging out at school. Uh, her friendship changed me. Soon I wasn't lashing out at anyone anymore. Uh, people stopped being afraid of me, and by the end of the year, uh, when I had to move countries, the class threw me a huge farewell party. People were genuinely upset to see me go when at the start of the year they would have celebrated. I was bullied again in high school, but I just ignored it rather than becoming a bully myself. So I, I think that's a super cool story. Uh, just yeah, it, it, it paints that whole picture of what we've talked about last week. Um, like if those of you who are listening that are victims of bullying, you know, whenever you hear the idea of turn the other cheek or go the extra mile and then you think, no way, that's never going to do anything. That won't change anything. That there, there are stories out there of how it actually has changed people. And the good, and and we'll we'll talk about this, but this is what Tanner was saying at the beginning of what we're trying to be careful with. We want to hold people accountable to bad mm-hmm. actions, but we also don't want to get in the mode of thinking, oh, they're bullies because when they were born, God put a little extra jerk in them. <laughs> yeah, so they, yeah. you know, it, that's just who they are. Right. No, there, there's probably other factors involved Mm -hmm. uh they might be chemical or mental they might be they might be environment uh things like that right and so we want to be careful about how we deal with that stuff and i think all three of those examples that we read there uh, you see the power of a friend or Mm -hmm. the power of addressing some of the issues and how that that changes people right right um yeah, so there was a uh, getting a little into a little bit of the stats here to just kind of knock some of that home is uh, there was a 2019 study and I, I kind of look back to 2019 pre-pandemic time uh, because I mean I wanted a little bit of more of a normal situation I guess yeah um, but yeah. you know there's obviously a lot of stress and trauma that happened the past few years but uh, there's this 2019 study they interviewed a little over 7,000 people and they came back with. 14%, which is a little over 2,000, saying that uh, they engaged in bullying. Then they they asked some intimate questions about their lives and tried to explore some of the possible motives. And what they had found is uh, a few recurring themes that seem, seem to show up over and over again in, in teens that engaged in bullying. And so uh, teens that engaged in bullying were found more often to have recently experienced a highly stressful or traumatic event uh, this could be something like parents splitting up the death of a relative. Um, it could even be something that might be seen by as positive by most people, as in like they got a new sibling at home, yeah. and so now the whole dynamics change of your life. So just something that's stressful and traumatic. Uh, there's low self-esteem. Uh, they're insecure about themselves, so they target someone else. Um, they they feel insecure in their or maybe they feel insecure in their friendships, and so they join in the bullying to fit in. So kind of that peer pressure idea. That um, somebody should talk about that. On yeah, a someone should. I, I think <laughs> that, that would be a very fitting and very very. We, good. we did that. Go listen. We to did. It. Yeah. yeah. Go go back yeah, and listen. Go to listen your to pre- yeah. Yeah. That was solid. <laughs> um, most of them said, or uh, they had a difficult home life. Uh, one in three say that their parents didn't have the time for them. Uh, that could be from work and so, things that are outside of parents' control. Maybe even. 
but uh, they it, it's often a problem in large families too, where there might be an individual within you know the six kids that you know didn't get yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the attention that attention that they needed. Um, not to say that a lack of attention justifies going out and treating someone bad, but yeah, but you, you, you can see how that extends out right. of right. Uh, you know it. I, I wanted more attention, or even I needed more attention because kids need mm-hmm. attention. That's yeah. what kids we, we want it as adults, but kids need it. <laughs> yeah, when they're, yeah, for they're sure. young, and so if, what's one surefire way to get attention is to fight people, <laughs> right? <laughs> You'll punch yeah. somebody you yeah. have their attention. That's right. That's right. Um, but don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's not a good thing to do. But right. I mean, it's like we're not talking. Just about trying to understand. Positive. Yeah, I understand. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, also, along the lines of a difficult home life, sixty uh, percent of the teens that engage in bullying say that they deal with either physical, mental, or sexual abuse at home. So it's really yeah. a, a difficult home life is something that everyone else around doesn't see, you know. And now they show up to school with all of this stuff that they're dealing with and don't want to talk about and don't want to share with anybody else and they have this negative way of doing it it might even be what they see at home you know it's what they yeah. see so um you kind of have this experience of those that are supposed to show you the most the most amount of unconditional love their example is actually abuse and yeah um so that's that's how you you know if that's all you know that's yeah. all you know right that's all you know that's yeah. all you know um another one here we have um sociopathy or I don't know how to say that Nailed sociopathy it. yeah more or less um, I know that that word sociopath is thrown around a lot the actual medical term or definition is uh, antisocial personality disorder and it's this can look like excessive lying and manipulation uh, physically or sexually aggressive and impulsive uh, consistently overstepping social boundaries and disregard for um, your own safety or the safety of others um, and it's just Maybe it's not even necessarily something that um, you learned somewhere, but it's something chemically messed up yeah. in, in your head you yeah. know, that, that you need to, to get help with. And uh, sometimes it's hard to notice it in yourself. But um, one, other, one other thing here is that um, kids that engage in bullying have often experienced bullying themselves. Uh, teens that are bullied are twice as likely to go on to engage in bullying themselves, and teens that have experienced bullying are actually more likely to engage in more violent forms of bullying than what they experienced. So this is, we kind of got into talking about the cycle of bullying the other day, that we don't just get even, we have to go the next step. Yeah. We, we go the extra mile in we a go different the extra way. Mile, you know? yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, like uh, we're actually going to uh, punch them harder. You know, that's not right, obviously, but... Unless it's basketball. Unless it's church basketball. Church basketball specifically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because there's not really rules. Um, right. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but uh, a, a few effects that we get from... Well, a few effects that we see in people that engage in bullying is that uh, if they persistently bully, they're more likely to abuse alcohol and other drugs, whether mm. that's in high school or even far beyond. Um, they're more likely to get into fights. Uh they might be initiating the fights, obviously, if they're doing the bullying. Uh, they have a higher likelihood of having criminal convictions later on. Um, they're also more likely to be more abusive towards their romantic partner or spouse. And those are all really, really bad things. Um, so I I want to be aware of the roots of the bullying behavior like we're, we're talking about. But I also want it to be clear that the person engaging in these behaviors is absolutely responsible for what they do. Yes. Um, 
there's there's a saying that I've I've heard before, and so I'm I'm just acknowledging that I didn't come up with this, but it's pretty it's pretty on the nose. Hurt people hurt people, yeah. right? People yeah. that have been hurt in the past, they they hurt people, and but just because you are a hurt person doesn't mean it's right to go out and hurt people. Yeah, I know that that's a little bit of a tongue twister. Try saying stuff like that uh, really fast, but. Um, we can be sympathetic to the causes of the behavior, but we also have to acknowledge that they're they're leaving a wake of victims yeah. behind them because they have these poor coping mechanisms. Or maybe you're the one dealing with this and you have these these poor coping mechanisms. And it's just something that we really need to look at and deal with. Right? Yeah, we, we want to acknowledge the hurt of, of bullying and what it does, but we also... Hmm. We also, as Christians, want to acknowledge the hurt that's coming from the the bully that right. there's likely a there's a problem there too, yeah. and it doesn't need to be. Well, who do who do we care about this person or that person? It's no, we're supposed to care about everybody, and um, we'll come back to that thought in a moment because the scripture we're going to look at here in a little bit right. gets to that. Yeah, uh, gets to that very well. Yeah, so we're we're wanting to talk about um, some of Jesus's strategy on on people that bully and uh, I was trying to get away from the Sermon on the Mount a little bit. Like as I was writing this, there were a couple of verses that I was thinking about from back there where, uh, where yeah, not, not yeah, that like yeah. we should avoid the Sermon on the Mount by any means. It's just, we've been in it. There's like, other the parts majority. of the Bible. There's other Bible <laughs> verses. There's, there's yeah, a lot so, of other ones. <laughs> so we're going to get away from it a little bit and we're going to be in John chapter eight. And at the beginning of John chapter eight, Jesus is teaching in the temple courts when there's this group of religious leaders and Pharisees and they, they bring this woman who is caught in the act of adultery and uh, they bring him, bring her in front of Jesus in order to test him, um, ask about what they should do for the law. And you can notice the power imbalance. It, it, it's huge in this, this story. You have these people that are highly respected in the temple versus yeah. this woman who's committed this, this sin, which is, which is a bad thing that she did, but um, it doesn't, I mean, there's still this power imbalance. It's very obvious. The law says that we need to stone such a woman, right? But... Uh, we get into John chapter 8, verse 6 through 11, and we get to kind of see Jesus' response. Um, it says, But Jesus bent down and started to ride on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and rode on the ground at this. Uh, well, at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, uh, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? Uh, no one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now, leave your life of sin. So there's this thing that the woman did that is wrong, right? And, like, quick note, like, I always find it funny that they didn't drag out the guy that was yeah, it's doing a, it. Yeah, it's a good indicator what they're trying yeah. to do. Is <laughs> right, yeah. they're, not, they're not concerned with righteousness. They're right. concerned, well, they are. They're concerned with theirs. <laughs> they're concerned right. with yeah, their righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. How good they look. They don't care <laughs> right. about this actual situation. They yeah. just want right. to be better. Right, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, you can you can look at how quickly that the teachers of law jump onto this situation, and they bring her straight to Jesus. And the intention that they have is to assert their power, and they try to assert their power over Jesus, actually. I mean, yeah. this woman is collateral damage. You know, they're, they're trying to say, like, hey, Jesus, answer this question about the law so that we can show everybody how much more righteous we are than you, yep. that you are wrong and we are right, you know. Um, bullying behavior is often a deflection from your own securities so that you you find a problem in someone else and you latch onto it 
Uh, you put all the focus on their faults so that people don't have to pay attention to your problems, right? Uh, this includes yourself, right? You, like, you don't have to pay attention to your own mistakes yeah. if you're leaning out there. It's that poor coping mechanism, right? Like, I, I have my own faults, but I don't want to deal with them, so I'm going to put them onto someone else. Yeah, um, these these guys yeah. are losing followers. Yeah. The what, what we don't understand or what we don't think about when we read this stuff mm-hmm. is these guys that were the religious leaders were rock stars of yeah. the day. Right. They had yeah. all of their yeah. own followers. So, mm. I, I love this guy and what he teaches. He's the yeah. best. Yeah. And here comes Jesus and everybody is like, forget these guys. <laughs> right. Jesus yeah. is way cooler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're going to go to him. And they're, they're absolutely feeling that pressure mm. of yeah. – what happened to all my people? What happened to right. all my? I thought I was cool. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, I was like number one, you know. And it, it just, it Jesus is changing everything, and it's it's not making them happy. They feel insignificant at some point. Yep. Um, there's there's a way that my my old preacher back at Nuala, uh, he he did a sermon where he, he talked about this story, and I I loved the example that he used, even though it might actually sound like bullying once I get into telling it. Um, there was, he, he found a lady that was in the audience. I think he talked to her beforehand. I hope he talked to her beforehand. But uh, he asked her during the sermon if just she would. punched her. Yeah, yeah, he just, you know, it was one of those, uh, you know, off the, off the turnbuckle things and, you know, elbow drop from the pulpit. Um, but no, he, he had asked this woman to, uh, to stand up in, in the middle of his lesson and just, like, all by herself, you know, stand up and everybody else. And then he told everybody else around to look at her, which is like terrifying. Um, and he kind of told everybody, he told her like, Hey, I want you to imagine that everyone around you knows the worst thing that you've ever done. Right. Mm. Just kind of, and you know, you could tell it, see her start to kind of fidget and get nervous and stuff like that. And then as he, as he had everyone staring and looking at her, he started to mess with stuff around on the stage, and people like slowly started to look back, like, "What is he doing up there?" And um, it's everybody just kind of slowly pays attention to what he's doing, and he kind of starts making small talk, doing things up there, and all the faces shift from her to looking back at him. And the idea here is like he's he's trying to illustrate this story in that um, what Jesus does at the very first there's. The focus is all on this woman and what she did wrong. And he says, First, firstly, quit looking at her. Look at me. <laughs> um, to Jesus, power is insignificant. Jesus doesn't need it. He has it. Right? Yeah. Uh, God wants partnership over power. And when we chase when we chase power, things go poorly. And that's really the story of the whole human experience. Yeah. Uh, as people search for this power and to create this imbalance where they are ahead and everybody else is below, that's when things go really poorly and people are mistreated and stuff goes wrong. When we seek partnership, that's when we're following Christ's example. And Jesus is asking people to look at him and not outward. Right. Uh, secondly, Jesus is telling them to have some self-awareness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one look at me. Now look at yourself. Whoever is without sin, throw the first stone. And once you once you have to look inward, you know, it gets a little bit hard to Yeah. yeah to go out and attack somebody else because I have a lot of problems. Um, we can really get out of control when we don't actually take time to reflect on the things that we are doing. Um, all the more reason to get that journal that I suggested at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but uh, after taking a deep look at their problems, they start to walk away. And it's always interesting when you read the story to see that the older ones left first and then the younger ones left uh, because the older ones are like, yeah, yeah, I know what's going on here. Um 
but bullying is usually this facade that we try to hide our pain behind um you hide the pain that you're dealing with by going out and attacking other people um i'm gonna do this i'm going to do this thing that will make me feel valuable important and noticed instead of allowing god to meet those needs for me you know i'm i'm gonna go out and i'm just going to i'm gonna do what i can to be noticed that i feel important i feel powerful i feel all these things instead of just seeking this partnership with God, with others. Uh, speaking to the partnership thing, mm-hmm. and then b- before we get into yeah. uh, the list of practical, right? They're, they're concerned with their own righteousness to the point mm-hmm. of, let's throw this, this woman under the bus so that we can feel mm-hmm. better about ourselves. Yeah. If you, uh, part of the reason we're doing this particular podcast, not this episode, but this whole mm-hmm. thing, uh, is if you were to listen to and watch the example of uh, the culture that we are in, that's mm-hmm. the example to follow is throw other people mm-hmm. under the bus for yeah. something wrong that they've done so that you can feel better about yourself. Yeah. And Jesus asks us, Je- Jesus is interested in everybody, the person who's mm-hmm. doing the wrong, the person who the wrong yeah. is being done to, and invites us into that partnership to say, no, yeah. we, we care about – we're trying to bring everything, every person mm-hmm. back to God. That's what he's interested in, and that's what he's asked us to be a part of. So don't take your cues from the world that we're living in Yeah, uh, because eventually you'll find yourself thrown under the bus when you make right. that mistake. Uh, God's interested in just fixing the mistakes for yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely trying to overcome that sin that's destroying the world. And, like – on, along the same lines of what you're talking about, you know, God cares about all of it, and that is you included, you yes. know, and that this this attitude of attacking others isn't what was meant for your life, right? As as a person, you know, you're you are not meant to be this way, and Jesus is like because when you search for power in tearing other people down and being mean and all these things, you are not going to find fulfillment, you know, like you were you're not going to get there, and obviously it it hurts other people. And they're not going to be able to find their fulfillment because they're just they're going to see they're going to think it's working for you because, yeah. but what's really going to happen is the pain is still going to exist that you're trying to deal with. Like unless you deal with that, you're not going anywhere, and you're just going to hurt other people along the way. Um, so, so into the practical idea, we we're talking about this already, but recognizing your your bullying behavior, like. Um, reflect on where you might be going overboard like we we have we've, we've talked about the joking and things like that and like a, a, there's a degree that that's perfect and great and you have to learn where those boundaries are with people um but reflect on where you might be going overboard reflect on where the hurt is co- or reflect on where this hurt is coming from and actually deal with it uh dealing with the roots like like your your sermon series that's been going on, which I would check that out on the Facebook page uh, for Eastside. But he, uh, Jack's been talking a lot about addiction on Sundays, and this is one that comes up on every single one of them is dealing with the root of the problem that we 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 try to we try to mask it almost yeah. with, with these other with these other things. And bullying is is one of those things that we are trying to poorly cope with these other issues like. Like we talked about the, those engage in bullying might also engage in alcohol abuse later on, things like yeah, that. Yeah, It's all coming from the same pain, uh, but we need to deal with that. If you want your life to change in any meaningful way, um, it's not easy, but it's really important to, to talk about those things and, and get them figured out. So, um, 
And because they're not easy, it's important to maybe get help. Um, talk with a trusted adult. It's It can be scary for the fear of punishment. Like if you go up to someone and say, hey, like um, I keep punching this kid and I can't stop. <laughs> um, I don't know why. Like they, It's scary that uh, you might be afraid of punishment, but... In most cases, adults want to help, especially if you're coming with an honest, repentant heart. Right? Yeah. It's like where you're saying that, like, I I keep doing this. I don't know where it's coming from. I just know I need help. Um, find, find a trusted adult that wants to walk with you. Um, and, yeah, d- do that. Uh, maybe, maybe it's deeper than that in that you kind of fall into some sort of, um, like we, we talked about the, antisocial sociopathy stuff um you need to talk to some professional about that maybe that's where you need to go and it's not something to be ashamed of it's just no you you were you need help and so go get it you know um nextly you need to understand that you're valuable uh that comes from god that doesn't come from anyone else uh, anywhere else um, yeah, your value is not your actions. Yeah, you're not. not valuable based on what you do or don't do. Yeah, you're not, and you're not valuable based on how other people treat you. Yeah. Uh, people yeah. that treat you poorly, they don't, they don't determine what you're worth. Um, it's, it's God. So, um, it's important to know that it comes from God, but also it can be really helpful to find a group of friends that helps you feel secure in that. Uh, whether that's a, a group of people from church, or whether that's um, just a group of friends at school that you know are just going to treat you decently you know yeah um and that's that's uh one thing that you should look for and sometimes if if we are the person that's not sure if we're bullying or not like we kind of find ourselves in that gray area of like you know i i always mess with so and so but they know i'm joking and we're friends uh my question is do they like how do you know for sure do they like if you put the negative ways that you cut them down on one side of a scale and the positive on the other side which way does the scale tilt, you know, like the actual things that you say and do for someone, you know, like you can have it in your head that, oh, they understand, you know, they understand, but, yeah. but do they, everyone's different. And maybe some people do, you know, and, but which way would the scale scales tilt? If you feel like you're in that gray area, I suggest being very intentional and generous and acting with goodness and kindness. So, um, if, if, if the way this scale is even is tilting is even close, you probably need to reevaluate how you're talking to people and how you're dealing with people, how you're treating people. Um, be very intentional and just go all out with goodness and kindness. Like take a week and just let them know that yeah. you really like, Hey, I like you. I know I say mean jokes about you, but you're cool and you're my friend. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like if I, if I only ever made fun of Tanner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd start questioning like, Hey man, he's kind of, does he actually not yeah. like me? Or, or, <laughs> yeah. or, or, like, but there's, there's stuff to balance yeah. all that out. And yeah. some, sometimes that's also, I make fun of me so that he can, <laughs> yeah. he can laugh at me right. you know, yeah, yeah. too. It's just, no, no, no. It's just all fun. We're all right. Just go out of your way to make sure. And, and if, even if that is asking like the d- very direct question of, you know I don't mean any of this stuff, right? It's just a joke, and yeah. if it crosses a line, let me know. Right, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just kind of feeling that out, like making sure you know that you you let people know you care about them. Yeah. You know? When in doubt, communicate always. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe that's not something you're good at verbalizing, but maybe find other ways to do it. If, you, if you're not good at saying it, find actions that, you know, you can serve people, like bring them a candy bar or something to school or whatever, or whatever, and say, like, hey, got you this. And that's all you had to do. You know, it's 
it's small things that just remind people yeah. that you're there. And it and it's good for you to be doing acts of service and encouraging people. It it helps your heart be going the right direction. So, yeah. um, here's a concluding thought. Uh, majority of instances of bullying is verbal. Uh, we find um, in the book of James, there's an interesting observation that I think is pretty good to end with. And this is in James chapter three. Uh, it'll be verse six, and then we'll skip over to verse nine through eleven. It says, "The tongue is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of one's life on fire." Uh, with the tongue, we praise God, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Uh, a suggestion here is to start with your words. Okay, uh, It's interesting the power that your words have over yourself and the people that are closest to you. Like, If you feel like you're in that bullying gray area that we talked about, uh, challenge you the next week or two, go absolutely overboard with compliments and courage. Talk about the positive things and maybe even try to avoid the negative things for a, a little while if you can. Uh, I think it might be interesting some of the reactions you get from people. Like if you start throwing out all these encouraging things and they're like, what's wrong with you? Like who, what happened? Uh, are you okay? Then maybe that's a, <laughs> maybe that'll be a important evaluating moment. Yeah. Like if you're just without positive things to say that people wonder if something's wrong with you if you're complimenting. Um, there's, a, there's another verse that James talked about that says, if you love God but hate your brother, you're a liar. Uh, hate is as much an action as it is a thought or emotion. Uh, it happens without thinking sometimes, especially if you're dealing with pain that you don't want to deal with and uh, you don't always know where it comes from. Uh, get right with God. Know, know you have worth in his eyes. Uh, people may mistreat you. Life may throw you curveballs. The people that you're supposed to love, uh, the people that are supposed to love us the most, uh, they may not always model it well, but you can't let that turn you into someone that hurts others. Uh, Jesus did model love perfectly. He sees you and your pain. He sees your mistakes, and he wants you to come home. In your hurt, Jesus wants you to look at him. Lay your pain down. Let him show you what love should look like. Let him create something beautiful with the chaos you've experienced in your life. The bullying cycle ends when you decide to start creating instead of destroying um there's that yeah. so i mean what we're looking at this and uh if if you want to share some of your story of bullying if you if you need to reach out for help uh you can leave either comments here um on our website at maze.eastsidechurchofchrist.org uh, our facebook page eastside church of christ uh, anywhere that you need to contact us or if you want to share your story of if at one time you were you engaged in bullying and want to reflect on why you did so to share your story and how you came through it and where you're going, that'd be awesome. Uh, go ahead and leave, leave some comments or leave ways that you've experienced some of this. Um, if you got any more practical yeah. tips and things that you can do or that you did do, you know, if you're older and things like that that you uh, used to to try to get out of that mm. uh, or avoid getting into bullying or things like that. Uh, comment those things as well uh, and let us know and uh, don't don't forget what we're here to do it's it's not about us it's about him and we're trying to bring everybody to him absolutely we're we're headed that direction and we're, we're walking this together
Today's podcast. This is the part where we navigate teen life together. Subscribe and like this podcast, share it with friends, leave a comment about your experience dealing with the issues we talked about. We don't pretend to have all the answers. We'd love to see you share what has worked for you and what hasn't worked. What are your stories about dealing with today's topic? It's also an opportunity to share a word of encouragement as we try to understand where Christ is leading us as we navigate through the maze. Thank you.